Jason. Jason Demetrio. Jason Demetrio. You get it? Yeah. You, you, Derulo. You don't, you don't know him. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, just sort of YouTube. Forget it. Yeah, no no dramas. Jason, what, what can I do you for? Right. You can't find Rusty. Russell Crowe. Um, yeah, mate, I could probably track him down for you. Yeah, last I heard he's um, yeah, overseas on a new film. Yeah, oh, I think he's up to... Oh, probably, this one's probably Karate Kid 4. Yeah, no, mate, I agree. I think he was born for it. You know, the sensei, wise man, the beard. Um, yeah, no, I think he's got it down pat. Yeah, not too sure about his roundhouse kicks, mate. Yeah, we'll have to, have to look into that one. Yeah, all right, you got to run. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, tell the child I said hello. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, oh, hang up on me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to the NRL Show Season 2, Episode 28. My name is Dean Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, no Shalice, but we've got Dee, we've got Coz, and we've got Dana, and we're ready to rip in and talk all things magic round. But before we do, let's jump into the warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you don't Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Dana, the listeners, they keep asking. They want more and more of the warm-up. They want to know who is the real Dana. Find out more about our panellists on the show. And, uh, yeah, when I was looking into this one, all I thought about was you. But uh, the question we've got tonight for the warm-up, what are your top three songs on your Spotify um, playlist? So, yeah, my muso friend, take it away. Righto. So for those playing at home, I'm a sad emo girl that lives alone with her cat and a dog. But so I listen to a lot of alternative music. That's, that's just what I am. That's who I am. I'm an emo kid, but it was not a phase, mum. So uh, my top three songs at the moment is Celebration Song by a band called Holding Absence. So they're from the UK. They're coming out on tour later this month. I'm very excited to see them. Um, when We Were Young by Architects, again, another heavy band from the UK. Um, and then a song called Everybody But You, which is by my favourite band called State Champs with Features from Ben Barlow, who's the vocalist of my other favourite band, Neck Deep. So they're from the US and Neck Deep's from the UK. So alternative, heavy, sad music, but also bangers and also good for a gym sesh. So that's me. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. All right, I'm going to jump in. Look, I'm a little bit obsessed with a day to remember, so it's hard for me to kind of, you know, give (laughs) you anything anything more than that. Um, Have faith in me. Um, Yeah, if it means a lot to you. Um, right back at it again, but look, I'll throw in an all t- uh, all time low as well. The reckless and the brave, obviously, like a little bit of a little bit of a hit there. So that's kind of my my kind of flavor, my kind of style. D, what you're still you in you're still an emo kid. Yeah, there we. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I am always full of Red Bull and and V Blue Energy Drink, but um, my music choices are a bit more toned down. So uh, number one is Deborah Cox CPR. She's an old late 80s, early 90s uh, star from Canada. Um, my second choice on my repeat at the moment is Darling, but good old West Australian boy, uh, Adrian Zavuke. Um, and finally, Self Love by Jason Lyric and Nevaeh that I'm sure some TikTokers would know. Yeah. I heard it's on the top tick, but it's on the podcast now. 
Yeah, very good. So I hope all our listeners are writing these down. You're going to get a little bit of variety, which is which is good. Cos, what about yourself? Let's uh, get a little bit of an insight into genres, your style. What's uh, what's hidden in that Spotify of yours? I do like most music because I, I do try and do some uh, music reviews for street press up here in Brizzy um, when I can. But currently it's probably a bit more maybe dancey type stuff. So Dominic Fike, uh, Three Nights, Falls, Exits Covered and a bit of Grimes. Violence, I quite like her style. I'm not sure about her politics, but I like her style. So, um, yeah, a bit of a mix there. Yeah, there we go. I love that. All right, listeners. Now, your challenge is to send us yours. We want to know what's uh, what's on your spot uh, Spotify playlist at the moment. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's jump into all things magic round. Our first segment for tonight: the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dana, I'm going to head straight to you because this week on Magic Round, obviously all the games are played. It's going to be pretty incredible, and we've got some really special feature games to talk about tonight. But, uh, yeah, to give us a little bit of uh, inside goss. You're going you're gonna to head up to Magic Round. That's going to be pretty special. Have you done this before? Is this going to be your first Magic Round? Uh, no, it's not. So I, um, cause I'm a super cool kid. I go to the footy by myself. So I flew up last year for magic round by myself, bought the three day pass and just went stuff it. I'm just going to go hang out. And cause you know, I like to talk. That's why I do a podcast. I can I make friends with everyone. So, um, I'll sit next to these young like kids my age, uh, last year became friends with them. Um, and yeah, now we're like really good mates. Like, uh, so Sarah, Tom, uh, a couple, and then their mate, Josh. So the four of us are going together now. So we've got seats this year. So they come down from Cairns. Um, but, yeah, so then we meet in the middle, stay in Brisbane, stay in a hotel. It's just a pretty much a weekend of beers and footy, and it's just going to be sick. So I'm super excited to be heading up. Um, it's currently about four degrees in Melbourne, so I'm so excited for the 25-degree days. I will be in shorts and, and a T-shirt, and I'm so happy. Not very keen for the torrential rains that's going to be happening all weekend. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit of an, a, a dampener on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I just imagine this sort of footy crew, the ability building, slowly building each and every year. So 10 years from now, you know, you've got sort of, you know, this sort of, you know, blatchy. A whole section. Sort of, yeah, magic, magic round vibe, but uh, love it. All right, guys, no time to waste. Let's jump into our first feature game this weekend. Wow, what a game of football. Uh, have we, you know, the Melbourne Storm coming up against the Penrith Panthers. Because, I mean, you know, you sit there and you try and work out, you know, what's probably the best, um, you know, the best game that we can kind of put together. That's obviously what the NRL we're looking to do here. Storm v Panthers, this is going to be something special. Yes, it is going to be an absolute cracker, I think, um, especially with Penrith have something to prove again um, with the loss. Also, the only unfortunate thing with Melbourne is no Pappenhausen, I think, if he's got double injuries there. So um, that is obviously someone that we all wanted to watch um, flight so uh, Dana if you're coming on Friday night come sit with with me I'm going to magic around so have a beer and enjoy the game so oh my god yes we'll meet up and we'll just get drunk yeah. and then just gossip about how Dan is still listening to 2005 music but yeah Pappy's out for uh it's like four to six weeks because he's done his hamstring so not the weekend we need to be missing him but it's it's fine it'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty interesting. 
Um, Cos, I'm going to throw this one at you, and then I'm going to throw, and then we'll we'll, we'll uh, bring Dana in. I know she's she's keen to talk all things Storm, but a little bit about that that combo, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. It's a pretty good one-two punch, isn't it? Of having Smith off the bench, and also the role that he plays, he can he does a bit of uh, lock and all that, and forward. He's he's the one back calling that for a reason because he just charges forward. But Harry Grant is in exceptional form this year. Like he's always been a young talent when he was coming through, but. Um, I don't know, and then it seemed because we watched him through the state cup for a long time. We knew what Storm had when they signed him, but um, yeah, he's just sparkling. You know, all, all the rugby league adjectives. So um, yeah, he he's such a key. I want to talk about the forward, the forwards for the Storm, but just you know, he's a, again a hard worker, and he's just got um, he has a flair and ability to to you know both sides of the rock and everything. He's, he's got it all. Um, I don't want to put much pressure on him because he's still, you know, still new-ish to the NRL level of the game, but it, it looks like and feels like when you watch it that he's, he's so comfortable there and he knows exactly what he's doing. And then, and then like you say, when um, if he needs to have a rest, Brendan Smith is there. And so there's no, you know, there's no rest for the opposition when, um, when they've got to, 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 you know, face up against them. Dana, Cam Munster, um, pretty special. But I, I do want to give him a little bit of credit. Obviously, we know about some of the off-field challenges that he's had um, and, you know, just, just the way in which he's kind of, you know, reinvented himself. Obviously, he's got, a, you know, the, the family situation now. Um, you know, he's got gone away from, you know, gambling, you know, all of that, you know, the drinking. Um, he's now got himself a six-pack, I think, which is pretty – but, um, you know, Dana, you know, talk to us a little bit about that because Cam Munster – you know, he's never been this fit mentally in his entire life and, you know, he's never been this fit physically and surprise, surprise, we're seeing a guy who, yeah, he's about to level up again in, in terms of his performances at the moment for your beloved Storm. Oh, 100%. Cameron Munster, I've never seen, in the seven years he's played at Melbourne, I have never seen him play so well being such, like you said, physical and mental form. It's just... It's honestly like next level and that's saying something because he's always been an incredible player, but it's something, it's like some, like the issues that happened in, earlier in the year, it's like that flicked a switch and now he's gone into like serious mode and it's channeling that that Cameron Smith-esque appeal that you need to push through because that's who, that's who you're replacing, bro. That's your entire, that's who you, you're number nine. That is you between you and Harry Grant. That's you guys. And I think that that has just improved his gameplay so much. He's stood up, you know, he's not a captain or, you know, he's a part of the leadership team, but he's that seasoned player, that that person that these people look up to and these kids look up to that are coming through. And we have a younger side now. We never kind of have been that team to have a bunch of new kids kind of all at once. It's a couple here, a couple there. Um, By the time those other players move on, they're kind of seasoned. But, you know, like you you and everyone else keeps mentioning that this is our final hurrah and this is it before we lose, you know, five mm. players to the Dragons. I mean, the Dragons, the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. Um, you know, I think that even though we've got these young kids coming up, they are still so incredible. And although Cam Munster is yet to sign on, I feel like if he keeps going and Storm can kind of offer him, and like sounds uh, terrible, I hate it, but offer him enough to stay, I think he will. Yeah. And I think that's a... The second we sign Cam Munster, I have absolutely no worries about next year and beyond because look at some of the kids that played over the weekend. Nick Meany, oh, my God, I Dana. love that kid. That the- and I'm so happy that your Newcastle Knights let him go. I 
kid you not that I have kind of been like, yeah, this kid's good, like, for a while, like, this year. But, oh, my God, Sunday afternoon, he came into his element and he was just, he was everywhere. He was in every play. He was taking every intercept. He got a try. He was making conversions when Pappy had done his hamstring and was off. And I just am so excited for this kid to blossom at Melbourne Storm because, again, Newcastle is the the captains of letting go of incredible players to watch them go blossom in another squad. Yeah, and I'm just... We're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at that. D. I could I could honestly talk about him forever, but between him and Justin Olam, like it's next level, and I'm I'm so happy to be a Storm supporter. And I'm like, let let the Dolphins take these season players. I love them so much. I'm going to miss Kafusi. We're going to miss the Boris brothers. But being able to see that these kids coming up, and even the, the they obviously put on a bunch of the new players and the new kids and the young ones coming in in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game on Sunday. And you just, you watch them so, like, you watch them and it's as if there's no hesitation. It's just the same team. It's the same Melbourne team with new faces. And I'm so excited to see these kids grow and hopefully we can hold on to them because it just shows Melbourne as a, as a squad and as a team. And, you know, it's just so good. So to your, your point about um, the club's letting players go, Josh King, like, again, sorry, it's a Knights player, but hey, but he's one. He, he sort of shows that Bellamy can do a lot of good stuff with. But he's in great form this year. So yeah. another one that you've lost. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, no, that's right. Now I, I was going to mention, uh, you know, Meany obviously, and then he, he D he, he went over and spent a bit of time at the Dogs as well. And Josh, you know, he was obviously you know a bit of a tradesman there for the Newcastle Knights. But but here's the thing with Melbourne. If I was a player that was on the verge of a seventeen, you know, sort of in and out of a football team, and I couldn't really get a start. I would go and camp out the front of the Melbourne Storm's front office and offer to pay them. So I'd jump on Centrelink, the doll, and I would be handing that check to Craig Bellamy uh, to get an opportunity to 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 jump into a preseason because he's a magician. Um, and, he, and he values players that, um, you know, obviously they built the club around a lot of flash and, you know, their style they're playing at the moment is incredible. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely got the, the magic touch there and... Uh, yeah, Melbourne Storm continue to roll. All right, guys, this is going to be epic. This is going to be an incredible game of football. Um, both teams are going to be desperate um, and really is the feature of Magic Round. Dana, I know you're going to pick the Storm. Uh, what's your predictions here in terms of score, though? Because this is pretty interesting. You know, they've sort of been winning by 40 points most weeks. If I'm honest, I'm absolutely shitting bricks. Mm-hmm. I have no idea because if we play 110%, and Penrith play 100%, then it could go either way because one knock-on either way screws the whole game. It's gonna, it's honestly going to be like the Penrith-Parramatta game last week, like one wrong call or one wrong play or one mistake because of the rain and the wet could call the game. And although there's not really stakes to it apart from that top spot, it's still stressful. But I'm obviously going to backstorm to win. I'm going to say... Golden point and Munster kicks the goal. All right, there you go. Look, for me, I'm going to go the upset. I'm going to go Penrith to win this one. It's really interesting to think about 
how this game is going to go. The reality is is that the Melbourne Storm are on another level to the rest of the competition at the moment. Penrith Panthers haven't quite hit that level themselves this year. This is their opportunity, and they certainly they, they certainly um, have the talent to do it. Um, expect a huge game from Nathan Cleary. This has to be one of his all-time performances if they're going to win. It's hard to build up a regular game this much, but this means a lot. This will give a little bit of an insight into who has the, the uh, I guess, the inside run on the premiership at the moment. So for me, I'm going to go a little bit of a dramatic upset there with uh, the Penny Panthers. Uh, Coz, what about yourself? Yeah, it's one, like, all the results are possible. I just, I do not know, but I think I'll go with Storm, even without Paps there. I think they have enough class to to win, and I will say by maybe 10. It'll be a lot closer than anything they've been playing recently. Um, I don't know, I think Penrith, I wouldn't be surprised if they win, though. Um, but, yeah, I'll back to Storm. Yeah, I like that. Penrith are a little bit off. They've they're going to have to step it up um, a couple of gears here, Dee. What, what's your thoughts? At this point in time, as much as it pains me to pick a team that's not near South Wales base, God damn it, I'm going to go Melbourne Storm by B's dick. So one or two points and that's it. It's right. either going to be extra time, golden point, yeah, I love it. No, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible one. Uh, the locals, even if you're not local, you know Dana's traveling up from from Victoria. Uh, get there to Magic Round. Um, yeah, pack some wet weather gear though. Uh, it's gonna get a little bit wet. So that, unfortunately, that, that, uh, Saturday tickets are sold out though, so sucked in. You know, just sort of sit out the front. Um, just keep an eye on it from a distance. Ko, and that's not an ad by the way. Um, yeah, enjoy that one. It's gonna be an incredible game. All right, guys, let's jump into our second feature game: the Manly Warringah Seagulls uh, coming up against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Cos, going to go to you, to you on this one because 12 months ago, there is no way the Brisbane Broncos would be featuring in a feature game, uh, you know, because they were, they were part of that rebuild. But, you know, they've won a few games on the trot now and, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of what, you know, Kevy's been trying to build there at the Bronx. I'm going to say a couple of upset surprise wins in a row. So well done to the um, Bronx team and especially with the players that they were missing last week as well. Uh, with no Haas, no Capewell, and those two have been quite um, important to any of their good play this year. So, but I don't know, I, but those are really good signs in the last couple of weeks, but if they can keep it going, because it, it is tough to win week in, week out. I think there's probably still a bit of inexperience in that side, so I'm not sure, especially coming up against a bit, a bit of a grittier side in Manly. I think um, they, they don't, they can win pretty, but they can also win ugly. Uh, and I think this will be a very good challenge for this Broncos team and we, and we can see what stage they're at because it's been very good to see them get those wins against um, more highly fancy teams. But I think this Manly team is a bit is a different kettle of fish for them, um, a bit of a different challenge to come up against. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, absolutely. Dee, um, let's dive into your beloved Sea Eagles. It's going to be interesting. You know, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are sitting back going, come on, Turbo, you know, you know you're back from injury now. Where are the three or four tries every week? We're getting bored of, of this. Um, come on, show us what you got. But uh, even in a, you know, quote-unquote quiet performance, he statistically was incredible last week. But what I think it has done is it's given Manly an opportunity to kind of, you know, think about other ways in which they can be effective. Daily Cherry Evans... Like, he is in incredible form at the moment. That solo try that he scored the other day, I, I didn't think he had that much pace. Talk to us a little bit about DCE because, um, yeah, in, in my opinion, career best form right right at the moment. Oh, he's incredible. He, 
obviously off field, he's always first to arrive, him and the obviously the Trebojevich trio, first to arrive, last to leave. Um, cleaning up, he just he he just exuded leadership in everything that he did. Um and he showed it in, in the sacrifice that he made in the off season and cutting sugar out, cutting this out, cutting that out, doing things um, to give it that extra 1%. And here's the thing with him, though. This is obviously personal opinion, um, is that when he's on, he's on. When he's off and he's having an off day, you can completely see it. And it's not just that position that's integral to that entire team performing well. It's his leadership. So when when he is on and he has those clutch moments and those drop goals, like he is on fire and he just he throws his amazing passes. He does things like that one man try. How how incredible! He's strong. He's tough. We know he's fit, but it's just a matter of if he can switch on and stay on, and not let you know one or two mistakes in a row sort of drop his his amps and his umph and that extra one percent, then he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I am nervous, though. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Dana, you know, a little, little bit of drama in and around Manly as well, you know, quote-unquote drama. Kieran Foran offered good cash to head up to the Gold Coast Titans. I mean, you're not going to knock back, uh, knock that back at his age. Great to see him have a couple of years injury-free. He's going to head up to the Gold Coast next year. Um, you know, Josh Schuster, you know, obviously he's going to be the man there. He'll probably, um, you know, play, you know, a a little bit of a a supportive role this year. But, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, the Kieran Foran, Daly Cherry Evans second go around, you know, that that sort of second era, it's coming to a close. So when you talk about, you know, a a few of these players across the competition leaving, you know, Foz and DCE, they would have got together and they would be wanting to really make something of this year. Yeah, and I think like Dean touched on, it's just as like a Queensland supporter, obviously DC is Queenslander, like you watch him play a game and you're like, he wasn't even there. He was on for the full 80 minutes and he didn't touch the ball. Wasn't a part of anything, he just existed. But like Dee said, when he's on, he's in every play, he's everywhere. He's got running meters, he's got try assists, he's booking tries, like he's everywhere. And I think, you know, that's something that he's definitely improved on. I've seen as an improvement this year because so many people that I know, Hang, hang shit on him because they're like, why is he captain? He doesn't do anything. Give it to Joy Vic, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he, like, is that off-field stuff that people don't see, obviously. But he's still an important player. But I think it's definitely going to be that last hurrah for Manly. But also, I don't know what point you think they're ever going to slow down when they keep breeding Travojevic's into the <laughs> squad because baby Ben... I love that kid, and he is uh, showing up his brothers, and it's I love to see it. Yeah. I love to see someone try, like, for anyone to put Turbo in his place, and it's his little brother. I think that's just so cool. And Ben would be strutting around the house like he's shit don't stink for the next week until this weekend, and I think it's – I think that's really good. It's obviously the – it's great to see these kids coming up and, you know, the fact that he's playing with his brothers and they've got that support and they've got that really strong structure, I think, as a squad as well. Um, we'll see Manly kind of obviously put up that fight against the Bronco side that has been very strong. But, you know, on those young kids that are coming through, you've also got to look at Brisbane Broncos. One name I will give you, Selwyn Cobbo. That kid has pushed himself and I have seen him in this last couple of weeks improve so much. He's in every play. He's jumping for the ball. He's breaking lines. He's running the field. He's getting tries and I just... I'm so excited to see those, like, 
those young guns kind of back up against each other because there's these two established teams that have kind of had their dull moments that are kind of now upcoming with all these young kids. So I'm really excited to see these two teams clash and kind of see who comes up on top as they're kind of keeping to climb up that ladder. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. A couple of little improvements from the Manly Warringah Seagulls. They're playing a little bit more straight, um, definitely making more metres up the middle. Josh Alloway has been a huge um, inclusion for Manly um, and has really just straightened them up a little bit, and that sort of brings the edges into play as well with some great work from Foz. Uh, Tom Travojevic back, you know, they're, they're a completely different football team and, and still nowhere near their potential. So Manly looking good. And, yeah, I agree with what everyone's saying about the Broncos as well. You know, we're starting to see a little bit of what they're building. Still a very, very young football team um yeah hard to believe that uh <laughs> adam reynolds is you know continuing to show that he's far from done um yeah he's he's playing some incredible football at the moment what a signing from the brisbane broncos all right team magic round our second feature game we've got to quickly do around the grounds for our tips manly broncos just quickly here what's our tips uh cause I don't know because it is a manly home game, but it's obviously at Suncorp. So that is actually a huge factor to the crowd, I think, for the Broncos. But I, I don't know. I think this will be a huge challenge for the Bronx. But I'll, I'll, I'll say them by two. Why not? Let's continue the giant killing run. Let's go. Yeah, look, for me, I, I think they're going to sort of uh, – it's going to be close for a half, but I think Manly's going to um, skip away in that second half. And uh, come on, Tommy, Tommy Turbo. We, we need to see some action, my friend. He's obviously still, um, you know, getting himself back physically. But, um, you know, let, let's let's go a light game for Turbo. Let's say two tries in that second half to, to get them home. D, what about yourself? You're going to, you know, Manly lead <laughs> – Manly here, but how do they get it done here? My Seagulls jacket is keeping me warm tonight, and I hope it keeps me warm Friday night. I, as long as our young players get over the, the aura and the awe that is Suncorp Stadium and the crowd that's screaming on Brisbane, because we all know that those Bronx, the Bronx Nation is showing up, um, they're going to be loud and proud. So as long as we get over that bit, then we've got the win. Yeah, okay. And uh, Dana, what about yourself? Oh, I don't know. Like, I think it's as much as I I dislike Manly with a passion, I think it's going to be a real tight one. And as much as I hate to say this because I do love Brisbane, i got a little soft spot, I reckon we're going to use D's term, by a B's dick, it's going to be Manly. <laughs> All right, guys. Another um, yeah, very incredible clash there to, to check out. Manly taking on the Broncos. Uh, let us know who you think is going to get the, the chockies in that one. Um, yeah, hit us up on the socials, uh, Manly v Brisbane. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we're going to power through the remaining games in round 10 for Magic Round. D, um, over to you for the first game. The Canterbury Bulldogs taking on, uh, yes, my beloved Newcastle Knights from the Hunter. Um, yeah, it's been a... You know, this is 15th v 16th, but uh, anyway, I can handle it. Tell me, what, what are your predictions here? Uh, the dogs coming up against the Knights. Look, I had a pros and cons list and kept crossing off my Bulldogs, Knights, Bulldogs, Knights list over and over, but I ended up at the dogs. And I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, just feels like as long as Josh Adokar can get the ball really fast, really quick, really early, they can get over it. But the way that they performed last week, last round, and the way that they performed against the bloody Raiders, 
um, which is this amazing team. It was, was such an elevated feel for them. Um, it feels like they're clicking a little bit better. I know that Pong has got young in that corner. I know he's got the Saipitis, but it just feels like the dogs might just get this one a little bit over the line over the night. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's probably headed that way. Maddie Burton's starting to flash a little bit, which is good. Look, they're yeah. still a hard w- watch, the dogs. You know, it still looks clunky. It still looks slow. They're attacking red ball um, in good ball. Sorry, it, it's just... Yeah, it, there's, there's still a fair bit, fair bit of improvement within this football team. But, uh, yeah, you flip it over to my mob, the Newcastle Knights. And, uh, look, I'm tired of hearing about the Dolphins recruitment. How about we start talking about the Newcastle Knights recruitment? I need to see some new players coming through the door because, uh, yeah, things are looking a little bit tough there for my mighty Newcastle Knights. Anyway, D, um, we'll take that one there, the dogs. Um, next game you've got for us is the New Zealand Warriors Again, they're going through it. They've had some recent challenges coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs who themselves... Yeah, it, it's been a it's been it's been a difficult year. I know, I know you can all agree, and I know Cos working at Clubland can probably agree with this, but premierships are won in the bedroom in the boardroom, not bedroom, boardroom, right? <laughs> so you want to bring home a trophy, you you need to be winning in the boardroom. And in the last ten hours there's been all this change at the Warriors, there's been such a surprise. So Cody Nicarima is up there to join the Rabbitohs who will be playing this weekend. And you've got two undergrads from the Roosters flying up to Redcliffe to to potentially debut for the Warriors. It's a lot of change. I went mid-season. You were in round 10. We're in magic round. This is that weekend of just footy. You need to be drowning in all things NRL, drowning in all things rugby league. And to have such last-minute changes like this, I feel like the Warriors need to get it together. You need to get it together. They're not going to have this one over. I'm sorry. Um, Is he going to go bunnies on this one? Bunnies for the win. Yeah, and look, for me, I, I think there's going to be a coaching change there of the Warriors. Nathan Brown, he's been the magic man in terms of rebuilding these, um, you know, bad franchises, did an incredible job at the Knights. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors, they've got too, too much talent to be where they are. They need to start winning. Otherwise, I think there's going to be a coaching change there in New Zealand. All right, guys, uh, a couple of games here. Let's start off with the Gold Coast Titans taking on um, your beloved Dragons. Yes, I think the Titans need a win. Um, they just need to stay positive, and they've got good players on the team. They've got good players in the fringes, but it's just, it's just not happening for them. And I think that Kieran Foran signing that we've spoken about cannot happen soon enough for them. I think that's it's showing that while we do applaud the fact that they want to build around youth, you do need that experience, especially in those key roles. And I think having him there... Next year will be really good for them. But I think, yeah, I, Dragons, they had three wins, a couple wins, and then a bit of a blip. I'll just call it a blip against the Storm because at least it wasn't 70 conceded. Um, I think they'll be back and can get the job done against the Titans. But I think Titans will put in a, a pretty good effort, especially because it is in Queensland and they, they do have a lot of support. So, um, but, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I've got to tip the Dragons here. I, yeah. can't, I can't tip the Titans. That, that's fair enough. That that edge defense for the Gold Coast, what's doing? That was some of the worst defense I think I've ever seen. Was that we, – we're we calling them tackles now, are we? Like that was 
disgraceful. Uh, Holbrook was absolutely oh, ropeable. I think there's going to be a few few changes there. And the Dragons, I, I agree. You know, you lose to the Melbourne Storm, who cares? Roll into the next week. I'm starting to think you just roll out your reserve grade team against them. You're going to lose anyway. Uh, and then, uh, you know, folk, you know, give give the boys a bit of a freshen up and focus on next week. So Dragons, uh, I like that, Cos. That's, um, that's a good little tip there. Um, talk to me about the next one. Cronulla Sharks coming up against the Canberra Raiders. Well, both teams coming off good wins. I think the Sharks, that was what, a record-breaking win. Um, can't remember how many years since someone, the team was able to do that with um, just 12 on the field. I think uh, it was a good bounce back from the week before for them as well. And Nico Hines really stood up. He's um, getting a lot of praise this year and people were wondering if he was as good as what they said. And I think um, he's showing that he is. Um, and But I think Raiders might have just got just did what they had to do against the doggies. So I think based on the two performances, you'd probably go Sharks this week. But, again, it might have taken a lot out of them because they were um, – that that was a pretty good and strong performance, but they would have – they'd be tired. So um, I don't know, but – I'll, I'll tip the sharks. Why not? Yeah, no, that's right. They're up and down, travel. They're going to be they're going to be a little bit tired. But in my opinion, yeah, maybe that's the key. Maybe if Canberra asks Cronulla, look, can you guys play a couple of players down? Like if we play with thirteen, you play with eleven. You know, let, let's kind of even things up because Canberra Raiders they they've just been all over the place. But you know, great to see Frawley back, the old veteran there in the halves and the sort of fake dummies. That was uh, that was that was beautiful playmaking at its best. So I just if someone can clip that up to like the backtrack of Titanic, I think that would be pretty spectacular. So, yeah, great to see Maddie Frawley there getting the win there for the Canberra Raiders. Um, all right, Dana, take it over. Sydney Roosters taking on the Parramatta Eels. Oh, so this is back in that old I don't care who wins because they're both Sydney teams. But on the back of both of their games last week, they both played obnoxiously well. So it's actually going to be really close because you can't go past how good James Tedesco was last week. He was each there and everywhere, he was the the kick on the last tackle that led to almost, if not every single try that they got, got himself a hat trick, you know, against the Titans, like you mentioned earlier, there was just no defense. You watch that game and he would just, it was as if he was just walking through them. Like they just kind of stuck an arm out and went, oh, okay. Like there was no, there's no aggression for their, for on their defense against the Roosters. And when you're playing the Roosters, you've got to have that aggression. You've got to have that fight to kind of stop them because they're all built like brick shithouses. They're all going to just run straight through you. There's not a skinny person on that team apart from Sam Walker. And he's just the conversion rate on that kid. I think this year as well, he's really come into his form. And I think that, you know, he's matured that little bit over preseason. I think as he continues to play and he builds up those play minutes and stuff, I think he's going to do really well for the Roosters. But on the opposite side, you've got a Parramatta side. that They just beat Penrith. They just put a snail in the coffin for Penrith's little perfect season and their little perfect home game run. And I love Parramatta so much for it because I love Penrith don't know how to react when they lose because they don't lose often, especially at home. 21 games in a row at home they'd won and Parramatta put a stop to that in that that, that West competition. So I think Gutherson was just, again, on his games, next level, he was quick, he was hard, he would hit, and it was hard hits as well, you know. He would grab the ball and just run for it. And with the combination between him and Dylan Brown and then Mitchell Moses, again, with his conversion rate, these kids, are, oh, they're not kids, they're all very experienced players. And I think, I think just because they, they beat Penrith, like you cannot, that's not an easy 
stint. That is such a difficult thing to do. And I think that you look at these two sides and it's go- it's going to be such a good game and it's going to be so exciting to watch because it is these a very experienced, very well-built, very established sides that play finals footy and they always play, well, not always, but they play aggressively well a lot of the time. So it's going to be a difficult game to call, but just on the fact that I hate Parramatta that little bit more, I'm going to go the Roosters are going to win by like six points. Okay, yeah, it's going to be interesting, bit of a 50-51. I agree on Gutho. Um, Energy, enthusiasm, he just throws absolutely everything at a contest and it just lifted all the the plays around him. Parramatta won that football game last week because they wanted it more and, you know, if they can roll that into this week, um, yeah, what a clash, Roosters v Eels. All right, team, we're going to round off round 10. Uh, West Tigers taking on the Cowboys. Let's let's stick with the the Tigers. They're everyone's second team. It's kind of like, you know, cute, you know, they're they're sort of doing a few little things here. But, um, look, you are starting to see things slowly, slowly turn around there at the Tigers. There are some flashes. You know, some of the concerning things is that Luke Garner situation where he's decided to leave and join Penrith and, you know, maybe in potentially a little bit of a pay cut um, and he had that spectacular try last week. So that's a little bit of worrying signs where you sort of can't keep some of your better players. Um, Jackson Hastings, we've sung his praise all year round. Um, definitely a tough footballer and it certainly turned, you know, a little bit of the internal culture around, which is, um, you know, pretty impressive. Um, and Luke Brooks, um, you know, again, we're probably starting to see the best out of him. It's been a difficult few seasons, but his combination with Hastings has been impressive. But as a team, they're a little bit of a, th- a thrown-together football team. Stafford Toa, again, a, pre- a previous Newcastle Knight, you know, has sort of struggled at the back there. They really need Dane Laurie back. So a bit of a thrown-together football team, but they have some individual players that are starting to play pretty well. But, yeah, very gritty football team. Flip it over to the North Queensland Cowboys, and this was a terrible football team in the preseason. Everyone was expecting them to be sort of, you know, in, in those bottom bottom couple of teams. But, you know, you look at their football um, club, and they have so much individual talent. But now you've got Chad Townsend, who sort of came, you know, he's, he's sort of come down, um, and you know, he's he was the leader that they needed. He's brought everyone together, and now suddenly you look at their squad, and it just makes sense. You know, th- this is one of the, the better teams in the competition. They have a stacked outside backs. Scotty Drinkwater has been absolutely electric from fullback. You need someone who can break the game open. Scotty is definitely that sort of player, and to have the hammer sitting on the bench as a luxury item that you can just bring on with 20 minutes to go when everyone is fatigued. I mean, give me a break. What a football team. Uh, And can we just talk a little bit about Jeremiah Nanai? I mean, this guy's playing origin. I mean, I I don't like to pick football teams for, you know, Queensland, but Nanai, he is a very, very special, talented footballer. Um, He's got a huge future ahead of him. And Jason Tamalolo, you may have heard about him. You know, pretty good footballer. He's done a few good things. So um, Cowboys really looking the goods. Um, They'll get the job done against the Tigers. All right, team, that was a huge preview there for round 10, Magic Round. Um, Just want to... Yeah, thank you to the panel. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. To our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next week, we'll catch you then.